Hi, this is Liz from the fairytalesite.net, where we explore the genre as it is presented on screen, in theater, and in books. This podcast is specifically designed for the roundtable discussion of the NBC hit series, Grimm. Joining me are Kay and Ruben from Nice Girls TV and the Fairy Tales site. At this point, I'm going to turn the mic over to Kay, and she's going to start things rolling. All right. Well, I had to say, I thought that the Vessen of the Week for this one was pretty awesome. Um, when I saw the previews, I really wasn't sure what to expect, but I thought that they um, did a really cool um, thing with this. And you know how they started out when it's a beautiful woman, and you know something really bad is going to happen to her, but then... Um, when she woke up and everything seemed okay, you were like, oh, all right. And then, you know, that scene with her uh, roommate was just uh, crazy. So what did you guys think? I was grossed out. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. I really was. (laughs) A lot of people were. I was watching on Twitter, and a lot of people were like, Oh, that is sickening. Come on, what's gross about having some huge thing with six mouth parts suck out your life goo or your yes. youth goo? Come on. It's totally cool. Nothing yeah. disgusting about that at all. Who knew who knew your life goo looked like that? Looked like goo. <laughs> I mean who knew it was such a, in such a spreadable form? Uh, right? <laughs> oh, or even that uh just all of it. I'm not I'm not good with like the whole it looked like a giant bug you know what i mean i'm just not good with bugs oh that was a giant bug all right yeah i don't do well with bugs so (laughs) (laughs) yeah this one i mean some people were saying that this is the ickiest um the gruesomest vessel that we've seen but i disagree i i still don't i'm still really creeped out by that thing the well the spinatod that was gross. That, was it, you know, that still gives the, me nightmares. Wait a the minute. spider one. Oh, the spider one. Oh, well, wasn't there an octopus one, though? Uh, yes, there was. That one kind of, yeah, that one kind of freaked me out, too. Yeah, yeah. Blue and, and I are still having nightmares about the Ashwong, for sure. Yeah, that, 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 that is too. it. Yeah, yeah that, that one was pretty. I think that was worse than the spinatod, but the spinatod only because I don't like spiders, yeah. so... In, in comparison, but, this one, you know, there was a short period. Uh, there was an, oh, my God, what is it doing? <laughs> when those giant things on the side of its head, like, <laughs> yeah. Like, but, I was uh, like, oh, no, it's going to eat her face. And, and then course, she woke up know, and she was fine. And she looked fine. And I'm like, what the hell just happened? <laughs> yeah, you were like, maybe they can just feed off of her, but then she'll be fine. And then, wah, wah. Yeah. What I thought was kind of cool, well, the fact that they brought up progeria was cool because, you know, I love it when they throw in these um, these unusual genetic diseases and even funnier when it's like their way of explaining all these other things that they can't explain. You know, it turns out there's all these cases that of this, yeah. you know, strange infectious form of progeria and, you know, because... Um, the non-Vessin can't handle the fact that <laughs> they don't even want to exactly. think about the possibility. They have to come yeah. up with likely scenarios other than supernatural. Yeah, well, um, and the fact that the um, the photographer, well, first of all, that it was a photographer. So I was joking on Twitter that, you know, the moral of the story is never trust a photographer. 
but of course he's like really hot and i have to say yeah. you know if you know if i was that age and you know someone approached me like that it could it could be tempting and he mm-hmm. totally didn't give off a creepy vibe at all no yeah well i think Excuse part of part of the reason is because i don't think he was really into you know like the what the doctor wanted to do he I don't think he really wanted that. He seemed kind of reluctant. Like, the only reason why he was doing it before was for survival. Did you? Did I read that wrong? I'm kind of sure. I I kind of got that feeling, but it was also like, you know, when when that's the kind of vestment that you are, can you really not help yourself that you're going to fall back on whatever ability it is that you have? Mm-hmm. And yeah. was it the you couldn't make a living as a photographer and so that's because we never really found out how we got hooked up with the doctor you know we got certainly got the impression that he didn't know what the doctor was doing with it and wasn't necessarily a very willing participant but yet uh, you know the doctor i got the impression the doctor was human and so how did the doctor even find out that such a thing existed if he didn't approach him in the first place they kind of mm-hmm. left that very open-ended and didn't really give an explanation. It's not like the doctor was holding a gun to the photographer's head saying, you have to give me this. It was more, yeah. here's here's the money, get it get it for me. It almost felt like there may have been deleted scenes that yeah, might maybe. have, you know, like a scene or two that might have explained that, like when they were in the car. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, they prob- all they would have needed to throw out is something like, you know, that he had a lot of debt or, you know, something like that. But they never really did, so I wonder if it hit the cutting room floor. That's, that's a possibility. Yeah. Well, they it did kind of make it seem a little confusing. Mm-hmm. One of the cool things um, that I thought is I love that he, that the second victim was a guy. Because, you know, we have all of these you know, these stereotypes of these beautiful women that get attacked and bad things happen to them. So I love that apparently the foy cream works just as well, whether it comes from a hot young stud or a hot young woman. So, you know, at least it was equal opportunity. Uh, um, I'm not sure what the word you would want to use is. Yeah, it wasn't just gender specific. (laughs) That's funny. Well, also, well, oh, sorry. Go Liz, ahead. What were you saying? No, I, I would, I wasn't going to say anything. I was going to move on to the next thing, but I don't think we <laughs> ran it yet. Well, what I had wanted to add is, I thought it was all. I thought that kind of whole idea was in, was interesting commentary on you know society as a whole, and you know you have all of those women um, lined up for this, they, you know, this um, treatment that they have no idea what it is and they don't care. Yeah, that yeah. They're, they're willing to just try anything to to stay young. Um, yeah, that it seems to go back to how how people are in in today's society that they're just so worried that heaven forbid they get one wrinkle or they get one gray hair, you know, that they that they're old. And our concept of what old is now, as opposed to what old was just what even 30 40 years ago is so so different it's yeah, more about how you feel not necessarily how you look but so many people seem to be so stuck on that whole i have to look young i can't have a wrinkle i can't age mm-hmm. just 
we're all going to age. It happens. Whether we like it or not, you just have to accept it, but not everybody can do that. Not me. I'm going to get some of that foie cream. <laughs> I found myself wondering, it. would the women and even the doctor still do it if they knew what it was? Because the doctor really didn't know. Because I don't think he had any idea what it is. He just knew that that guy could get it for him. Yeah, and then, mm-hmm. it, was, I didn't, and then it was working up until yeah. a certain point. I didn't get the impression that he knew that, that people were dying for it. And, again, I also looked that the, guy was, that, the, that the guy was just as vain as the women. But, you know, I got the feel, that, you know, what would have happened? Would they have all, with the effects that it showed, would they have all still done it? if they knew what the co- what the actual cost was. And that's what kind of made me think. I'd like to think that that's where the vanity would have ended. Although, I mean, if you have, you know, you have women that will pay multiple, um, $5,000 multiple times, I mean, maybe maybe they would have done it even if they knew what it yeah, was. They may, not have, maybe, they may not have cared either way as long as it benefited them in the end. Yeah, so I but, thought that was an interesting ethical question that it that it kind of posed that we never really found out. Yeah. Hmm. But and oh my god, how freaky did that guy get? <laughs> yeah. How young do I look? Like I actually have thought you looked he was in kind the of mirror? funny. Yeah. Oh, he was kind of funny. I thought it was making me laugh. Just I thought it was kind of um. Because he was going crazy, but not in a violent kind of way. No, I mean, he really, it wasn't. It wasn't violent at all. You're right, but it was still very creepy. Patrick Fabian is a great character actor to begin with, so he was kind of the right person to get to play that doctor. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people will recognize him from from uh, Joan of Arcadia, but he's he's a great character actor that's been in practically every show you could probably name. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he was very good oh. at the role. But that whole last scene of him, that was just kind of, it freaked me <laughs> That freaked me out. Do I look any different? And then he just all of a sudden falls Falls over, to the floor. Yeah. yeah, because didn't didn't they say that there were other victims who, that was basically what happened to them, too, after repeat exposure, right? Well, didn't they, didn't they say that somewhere in the episode? They said that, yeah, yeah, that was when Monroe, when they were um, talking with Monroe and Rosalie, and Monroe had had that comment, you know, I didn't, when they talked to the photographer, I think it was Monroe, maybe it was Hank, pretty sure, but one of them was like, I didn't know that that being attractive was a talent, (laughs) and then there was a lot of snickering on on Twitter on, um, clearly he'd never been to L.A., yeah. And some of that was coming from the cast and crew, which was even funnier. Um, so it was, you know, it was clearly, uh, you know, they're they're laughing, you know, at themselves with that. But how did none of the other women that see him that day, like, be horrified? You would think if yeah. you came into, like, a doctor that promised to make you look young and you look like that, you'd run screaming from the room. Yeah. Wouldn't you? Yeah. I mean, I, I would. I, if I had been Rosalie, I wouldn't have even stayed in that room the way that he looked. I would have. I would have been running for the hills. That was a great role for that. You know, that little mini undercover. You know, just yeah. as she's like trying desperately not to give like the side eye when they say five thousand dollars, and then when they, you know, when he tells her that she can use some improvement, and then just the look on her face. And Moreau is in. He's freaking. He's freaking out. Oh no! Yeah. 
He's got to go home with this woman. Yes, exactly. He's going to have to put up with that. And it's like, she's, and is she going to question him, you know, episodes from now? Do, is there something actually wrong with me? You know, I don't that, think that's that her type. I think she'll just... Yeah. But I thought it was hilarious. It was a it was a nice comedic moment. Yeah. You know, it kind of in an otherwise um, rather creepy kind of not yeah. overly creepy episode, but just one that yeah. it, it had that ick factor of kind of giving you the chills. It was like, get away from me. Yeah. I mean, some episodes are pretty heavy, yeah. and this one I don't. I wouldn't consider it heavy at all. I thought it was pretty light. As light as you can be when you're, you know, um, sucking people's youth goo. <laughs> Yeah. It was also an interesting take on, um, you know, they kind of had through a little bit of commentary on addiction there, too. Like when the, bot, the the second jar falls on the ground and like shatters and the doctor like jumps on the ground and is like scooping <laughs> it up off the floor and spreading it on his face. Yeah. yeah. It's like, wow, yeah. that stuff is powerful and he can't stop. Yeah, that was a that was over the edge there. Definitely. That Nick and uh, and Monroe and everyone come and bust it all up. <laughs> so that was kind of comical. It was. I thought it was. You know, I just couldn't keep a straight face. I'm sorry. I couldn't either. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think I really got more squeaked out by when when that poor girl's teeth started falling out. Ugh. Oh, just all of that. That whole yeah. <sighs> No, I'm glad they didn't show it on camera. That's all. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that would have been that would have been worse. I would, I'm, I'm glad we just kind of saw the aftermath and not the whole the whole entire transformation. Yeah, that might have wigged that might have wigged, that might have wigged me out completely. That I would have probably had to stop the episode and then go back <laughs> to it. She'd be like, "Uh-uh, you guys." Just forget it. I'm on the podcast this week. I'm out. I, yeah, I, I need a break. <laughs> I, I feel like I'm back Portland. Half a day from now. Yeah. I hope Portland has a lot of therapists. <laughs> I feel like a large proportion of the um, people that live um, in Portland um, on Grimm probably have post traumatic stress syndrome. <laughs> they would have to because it's not like they can keep all of all of the what has happened secret you know there's other people out there that know that they've seen weird things happening yeah and it almost drove woo crazy i think uh i think exactly. grims need to evolve the power to like wipe people's memories <laughs> oh yeah Ooh, there's an idea for for mr pointy 2.0 yeah maybe the stick exactly. of necessity will do that yeah maybe it can do that too make them forget <laughs> Fine wipe. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. Necessary. There you go. So actually, much. that comes up to an an interesting discussion uh, a, on a slightly different topic. So we've got all this vessensplaining going on for how all of these things go down, but a lot of this has worked because Renard has been the captain and he's in the know, and so Nick and Hank can kind of, you know pull this crap and you know they can have their body pile wherever it is yeah and, and they, have more, they have a little more free reign with with the, with the job that they have to do yeah so what it. happens like nick i never even thought about it before um but what we can presume that renard is likely to get elected i, th- I think that's where that this is going um and so if he were to leave 
then, you know, who becomes their boss and what the heck do they do with all of these Vessin crimes when the chances that their boss is going to be Vessin is probably not going to be high. And he's definitely not going to be as powerful a Vessin as Renard. It's going to be a very sticky situation unless they decide somehow, I don't know if, if, Nick or Hank are at that level where either one of them would be um, in line for that position. I don't know if they have, you know, if they've taken their captain's exam or however it works in in that what? world, you know, that one of them could be his replacement, but then they wouldn't be out in the field the way that they are. Do you know what yeah, I mean? What I if Bl- about that, too? What if Black Claw makes Renard choose one of their own? Yeah, that could be that. That could be a really bad thing. Very bad. Very bad thing. Because then Black Claw would virtually control Portland. Exactly, and then I don't even want to think of the ramifications of of, mm-hmm. of what what could happen after that. It's, it's scary. It's scary. Now that that is scary. <laughs> That's more scary than some creepy bug sucking your youth goo. Yeah. Okay, but you know what's really scary? Freaking Eve turning into Renard. I just oh about God. went... Not okay, just... scary hot. Let me rephrase, because the transformation yeah, was terrifying, was... but the end result I was pretty good with. So, yeah, because, I mean, it's it's shirtless Renard, and how often do we want to not see that? Um, yeah. But... Said no one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was just... It still goes back to the fact that how many times, not just when we've talked about them, don't go into the scary dark forest because you know something bad's going to happen. Don't breathe out of a stupid witch's hat because something really bad's going to happen. Yeah, that is not the sorting hat. Nothing right. good comes exactly. from that hat. I think we've learned. Exactly. Very bad things. I, I was just glad that they finished the transformation there at the end. Yeah, I was like, woo! Yeah, because that, oh. that, was, that was a little... Freaky. Yeah, to see to see Renard's body and then Eve's head. Uh, uh yeah. yeah. It was kind of like Polyjuice potion gone wrong there for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, I hadn't even thought of that. But yeah. You know, what, so what was interesting about that is I think I'd kind of forgotten that Eve was a hex and beast and what hex and beasts really are because mm-hmm. she'd almost kind of become in my mind like a Terminator. Yes. Yeah. I agree. And right. so to actually see her doing, you know, classic witch-like things, like brewing a potion, it was kind of like, oh, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's right. She can do that. I actually thought when she, when she pulled that hat out, I actually thought that she was going for Rachel, that she was going to become Rachel. Okay, good. I'm glad I'm not the only one that thought that's that. That's exactly what I thought, too. Oh, good, yeah. And when, so it, when it, it turned out to be Renard, I'm like, wait a minute, what direction are we going in now? This, I don't this think is the same weird. way. Because if you think about it, if she was Rachel, then she's counting on Renard giving her the information. And so she would find out what he knows and what he doesn't know potentially, but may have a harder time finding out about Black Claw. But I think becoming Renard, now she's going to play Rachel to try to get more information, you know, 
um, directly from Black Claw rather than having to pretend to be Rachel against Black Claw. That's how I interpreted it, which makes sense now that I'm thinking about it, but I was sure she was going to be Rachel. Yeah, Yeah, that makes sense. But you know what? I got to admit, I'm I'm a little angry about this because, you know, it doesn't take much to confuse. It doesn't take much to confuse the old girl here. (laughs) And now they've got two Renards. You know they're going to play with that, with the yes, audience. Yes, exactly. Yeah. My oh question my. is, is is Renard now going to sleep with, is Eve as Renard now going to sleep with Rachel? Oh, God, I hope not. And what happens? Because, you know, we know the whole dress, you know, the whole changing into someone else and sleeping with someone ends very badly on this show. Yeah. Yes. I mean, so yeah, the I don't only even, I can't I can't I can't even I can't even have that visual in my head. I'm sorry. That's just the only thing that I can that I have to hold on to here is the fact that Eve isn't just any hex and beast. Once again, she is like super hex and beast and she has powers that um that Adeline didn't have that Adeline's mother didn't even have. Or the other, that other Hex and Beast that she went to that said that Eve, uh, that Henrietta. Juliet at the time, yeah, Henrietta, thank you. She said that uh, Juliet at the time was going to be probably the most powerful Hex and Beast that, that had ever existed. So God only knows what she, what she can actually do. We haven't seen right. it all yet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Darn it. <laughs> Come on. There's, oh, I'm, I'm, sure there's, I'm sure there's going to be so much more that we're going to see from her, hopefully by the by the end of the season. Yeah, that this is definitely going to be. They could play with this a lot. They could play with this character. It feels like once again, you know, Eve. They they can really with this. If Eve changes back out of the Renard, you know, body, she they can again reboot her. They can really do anything. They can go in any direction with this this character. Yeah. You guys see it? Yeah, I agree. I don't know. It's confusing, it's but it's fun. It keeps you on your toes. That's all I know. But this is going to be interesting, though. She is going to be like the inside person for Black Claw. And these guys really need something. You know, they... <laughs> they, need to get, HW. They, need, they need to get some kind of upper hand on yeah. Black Claw to, to know really what is their end goal because we don't we don't yeah. know what that end goal is yet yeah well you know you put a mole in my camp i can put a mole in yours exactly there you go it's interesting that so we had that very early scene with adeline and nick and the baby um but you know we yeah. didn't so much for um claire coffee's you'll know soon um, about what Adeline is going to do, because they certainly didn't give us a hint of what decision she made with regard to the whole um, the whole Diana situation. Although, spoiler alert, um, they have cast a preteen girl as Diana. So apparently, what? Oh, oh, wow. Diana has continued to um, age quite uh, rapidly. Yeah. Huh. I knew it. I knew it's going to be like B all over again. Thank you. Oh my God, I hadn't even thought of that until you said it. B, Elizabeth on V. Exactly. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. 
it's I'm excited. I'm so excited. That really makes the wheels start to spin in your mind, doesn't it? Yeah. Where yeah. are they going to go with this? Mm-hmm. I have to admit, though, I really like that one. That's maybe my favorite. If we're, I don't know if we're ready to jump that far yet, but I sure. really enjoyed that little scene of Nick with with Kelly sitting on top of them and just having that little little tiny bondy moment. And I was almost ready for the baby to actually say a word. Yes, grim. Yeah. I want that baby to do something magical. Yeah. I'm getting bored. I think it's time. I think it's time. (laughs) You're getting, Kay's getting bored. Yeah. Well, (laughs) because Diana, Diana showed her powers early on. And I think Kelly is at that point where, I mean, if he can sit up pretty, you know, not entirely, but. Well, I guess, though, um, from what we know about Grimm's, they don't typically show their powers very young because um, Nick Nick didn't really come into his until he was considerably older, or at least he didn't recognize that he had them. I mean, Trouble's the youngest Grimm that we've seen or heard of. Right, and she's, what, early 20s? Yeah, but she had started when she was a young girl, yeah. remember? Right, because she was having problems when she was bouncing all around from those oh, different things right. as a teenager mm-hmm. that, yeah, that maybe Nick just didn't recognize the, the, the signs because, you know, maybe yeah. because he'd been a cop for, for so long. I don't but know. But you would think Adeline would, because if he had, like, grimness, you'd think Adeline would look at him and be like, you're a grim. Yeah. Particularly well, now that she's got her powers back. And it's also the fact that the baby is, is still technically half and half. Who says that a Hexen Beast can't display powers that early on? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's, anyway, I want to see that baby waiting. do something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anything. I'll, I'll, I'll even take like a little, you know, the, the, nose, the nose twitch, like bewitched, something, anything, <laughs> you know. I want to see Any, some purple something. eyes and a mobile moving on its own account. <laughs> <laughs> Just something. But, oh. but it was a cute scene. My favorite yeah. scene, I think, was Wu when he's, like, trying to put together the fact that that woman is, has aged um, the first victim. And he's like, and he was like, you know, no way. And, they're, and there's no way that this could happen. And then they were like, well... Well, not in a normal no way. <laughs> yeah. I love Wu when he's all into the the vest and stuff. And, you know, he's just like, I, I love that they brought his character in. I think it is so much more entertaining now than the than the don't tell Wu up for the yeah. first three seasons was. Because he just comes up with such hilarious, just dry assessments of these situations. He's, he's basically the comic relief within the whole Scooby Grimm gang. Him and yeah. Monroe. Him and he's Monroe. He's like the comic exactly. relief on the scene for the police, and then Monroe yeah. is the comic relief for the rest. But the exactly. two of them play off each other. They do. Yeah. yeah I agree. I think my favorite scene is um, when Rosalie was undercover there, and she was just totally befuddled by the fact that she could have that she could have wrinkles. I do not. What? Or any kind of imperfections. Like, yeah. She looks perfectly fine to me, but... I'm what still young. Yeah. <laughs> I think she has a while to wait before she... Yeah. It was that... 
it was that coupled with um, Monroe's reaction in the car listening in. He's like, oh, I know where this is going. Oh, I just know it. I'm going to be, I'm just, I'm, I'll have to pick up flowers and chocolate on the way home. <laughs> Very well, I don't know. Now that, she saw, now that she saw that doctor, if that's not enough to uh, convince you that you're beautiful the way you are. <laughs> Nothing else will. Oh, just watching his skin like sink in, I think that was almost as creepy as the 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 the, the bug on the actual face and his, 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 his cheeks or whatever that just kept growing and growing. Yeah, I, I love that we are worse. we are all assiduously avoiding actually naming that Besson because the name was absolutely <laughs> ridiculous and like oh, I don't even syllable. think I could. I don't even think I could pronounce it. I had a hard enough time understanding what they were saying at, at first. Mm-hmm. So I actually had tweeted and 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 said that I wondered how many of the outtakes from that episode were in pronouncing that name. And the writer of the episode actually replied and said, almost none. You know, the cast is really good at pronouncing these things. But that one seemed like a, a, a more of a doozy than usual to me. Mm-hmm. Yes, I yeah, I have to I yeah. have to agree. Yeah. Say that three times fast. I don't think that's I, pretty much what that was my hashtag three times fast. <laughs> maybe they've Funny. just maybe the cast has just gotten so good because they've had to pronounce such weird words over the last five seasons that maybe it's like oh, there's nothing. It's probably taken me twenty takes to spit it out. So yeah. I don't think I would have done it right any. Any times at all. No, I'm not even going to attempt it. No. All right. Well, what do you guys, uh, so you guys think this was, what's your rating? Two thumbs up, one thumbs up, meh, okay. Can I do like one and a half? (laughs) Just because of the creeped out factor between the the bug creature and and what the doctor looks like at the end? Yeah. Yeah. I, I I think I'd give it a one and a half too, just because while it was lighthearted, more you know, comparatively speaking, um, it wasn't really until that last scene when you found out what Eve was doing that I really kind of felt like it was one of those throwaway episodes, a filler, a filler. not throwaway. I don't like to use the word throwaway on a good show. A filler. A, f- a filler, yeah, between you know, epic things happening on the show, kind of a, a, like a rest period, a breather. So one and a half would be, be all I can give it. I'm giving it two because I thought it was one of the more intriguing Vetsin of the Week storylines that we've had in quite a while. So um, I'm definitely giving it, it two thumbs up because I just loved the kind of poking fun at the industry itself. So mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. All right. Well, that's going to wrap our program for this week. Be sure to leave your questions, comments, or concerns in the comments below. And join us for our next podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at FairyTaleSite for a lively observation and snarkiness during the show and cool hashtags during the show each Friday night. Thanks for listening, you guys. Tell everybody about Tell all your friends, relatives, and non-friends. See you next week. <laughs>